Welcome to Quick Hits, the only podcast that gets you smartenized. Today's episode, Lists. A few years ago, a 24-year-old man was driving through the streets of Chicago, and a 14-year-old girl jumped out in front of him without looking. He slammed on the brakes. He was pissed, and he got out of the car to have a little conversation with her. She ignored him and turned to leave, and he grabbed her by the arm. He is now on the list as a registered sex offender. Now, what he did was stupid, and there should have been a fine or some sort of penalty, but still, this guy now, for the rest of his life, is a registered sex offender everywhere he goes. There are thousands of people on the registered sex offender list who did things like, well, for instance, you've got a 17-year-old guy having sex with his 15-year-old girlfriend, and He hits his 18th birthday and suddenly becomes a registered sex offender. There are people on the list who simply peed in a park one night and a cop grabbed them for indecent exposure and now they too are on the registered sex offender list. Lately we've been hearing a lot about sexting, which is teenagers and preteens being incredibly stupid, taking pictures of themselves naked, uh, taking showers or whatever, and then sending them to their friends on their cell phones. Because they're under 18, they're trafficking in pornography now, trafficking in kiddie porn specifically, and a lot of prosecutors are thinking about going after them. This is a fairly new thing, so they haven't really decided how to handle it yet. But they're talking about going after them and making them registered sex offenders. They would be both the victim and the perpetrator of the exact same crime. How does that work? Can somebody explain that to me? This is just getting insane, folks. The restrictions on these people are amazing. They're draconian. They vary from state to state. But in some places, you can't live within 2,000 feet of a daycare center or a playground or a school bus stop. That means you pretty much can't live anywhere. And if you do find a place where you can live and the school bus routes changed or somebody opens a daycare center, guess what? You have to move again. In most places, you've got to go and knock on the door of all your neighbors and say, hi, I'm a registered sex offender, and register with the cops as well. Now, if you're dealing with somebody who really is a pedophile or a rapist, I don't care if you make their lives miserable. I really don't. In fact, I think in the case of pedophiles, since sexual preference is hardwired, I believe at least, I don't think you should ever let them out. And if you're going to let them out, well, so what if their lives are miserable because of restrictions that have been put on them? But we have hundreds of thousands of people on this list that don't belong there, and their lives are ruined by it. I found a site that said, oh, put in your zip code and We'll tell you where the registered sex offenders are. So, of course, I put in my zip code, and it came back with a little map with three people, one of whom was living in the middle 
according to this, of the lake that I live near. Now, there's no houseboats on the lake, so we must have a secret underwater lair. But then I went in and I keyed in the names of the people that it gave me. And there was no reference to them anywhere. No news stories, no nothing. So wherever these folks are getting their information from, it's completely bogus. But it doesn't really matter, because once you get on a list, it's almost impossible to get off. And that's just one of the lists. We have all kinds of these lists all over the country. Take, for instance, the famous TSA list, the no-fly list. Only a government bureaucrat would be stupid enough to put something like this together and base it on name only, not a social security number, no physical descriptions, just a name. Like, no two people have the same name. I signed on for Facebook a while ago and was amazed that there were 20 different Dave Hits on there already. It's a pretty uncommon name. But if any one of us annoys the government, and let's face it, it will probably be me, then none of us will be able to fly again. There are cases of parents suddenly finding that their infant can't get on the plane because they're on the terrorist watch list. You can't get off the list. They won't tell you why you're on it. They won't tell you if you're really the person who's on it. And when it hit Ted Kennedy, a fairly common name, I would guess, it took him, with all of his pull, eight months to get off that list. So the chance of you getting off of that list? Approximately zero. There is a deadbeat daddy's list out there. Now, I don't like the phrase deadbeat daddies. There really are some deadbeat daddies out there. But there are an awful lot of people out there who have just been so badly and thoroughly screwed by the system that they've just abandoned any participation in it. If you Google father's rights, you will see a lot of just heart-wrenching stories of people who have been royally screwed. I found a list of people in Chicago, men, who had been arrested for soliciting prostitution. Now, they hadn't been convicted. But there was their picture, and their address, and their name, posted for everyone to see. We're never going to get rid of these lists. In fact, there's calls to expand them, and merge them, and make them bigger and more inclusive. And Congress weasels are basically cowards. Can you imagine what would happen if someone said, well, you know, let's, let's take this sex offender list, and let's clean it up, and let's make sure only real sex offenders are on it. We need to reduce the number of people that are on there. People would be screaming. Their constituents would have a fit. And more importantly, their competitors would use it against them, saying, well, this guy is uh, defending pedophiles. So since we can't get rid of these lists, I do have a proposed solution. It will take a while, and it'll take an awful lot of people helping with it. But it would also be a lot of fun. Here it is. What we need are people who will put names on that list that don't belong there. I'm sure Ted Kennedy is a little more uh, suspicious, a little less enthusiastic about the TSA no-fly list right now. What would happen if other senators and congressmen and governors and politicians who proclaim how wonderful all of these lists are, what would happen if their names started appearing on it? How about 
police chiefs and police officers that talk about how great they are. So the way it would work is this. People that are on the inside, or maybe hackers, would just put a name or two on the list and not tell anybody. Just leave it there quietly. Let it propagate throughout the system. Just do this every once in a while, until it got to the point where these lists were absolutely useless. Now, it's unlikely that anybody's really going to do this on any major scale, but boy, I sure would love to see it. And that's it for this episode of the Quick Hits Podcast. If you've learned a little something, if you've changed your mind, or even if you just understand a different point of view without necessarily agreeing with it, congratulations, you've been smartenized. If you're not listening to Blood Witness yet, why not? It's great. It's got sex and blood and violence and gore and humor and terrific characters and a quirky plot. This is a book that you're really going to like. And it's free. You go to bloodwitness.com. You download it. Check it out. You can also get it on iTunes. You get it on RSS feed. Uh, later on this week, you'll be able to get it on patio books. It's all over the place. Don't miss it bloodwitness.com Thanks to Irvan Andel who sent me a nice box of cigars. They're Brazilian cigars. I didn't even know that Brazil made cigars, although it makes sense that they would. Uh, they're long, thin panatellas with, uh, they're fairly mild with a little bite to them. Uh, they're nice. Thank you very much. He sent that along with a, a letter with the stickers peeled off, one that said smoking kills, and another that says Smokers die younger. I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. If you're getting this through iTunes, and I know a lot of you are, go to iTunes and leave a review. You can leave a review for Blood Witness too while you're there. Currently there aren't any. But leave a review that uh, puts a few stars on it and talks about what it is, because most of the reviews that are on there are fairly old. One of them on there, one of the first ones said... I used to like this show because it was balanced, but it's not anymore. And that really ticked me off because this show has never been balanced. Never supposed to be balanced. If you want balance, go listen to a couple of other podcasts with a different point of view. This is simply my opinion. That's all. Nothing more. Nothing less. And so that's a good segue for me to close this piece. Always remember that the Quick Hits Podcast is nothing more than a journal of one man's opinion, and therefore should not be taken too seriously. Seriously.